everyone, welcome back to Silent Podcast, where, where we're anything but silent. Today, we're going to be covering Never Have I Ever, Season 3, Episode 5. No, we didn't ghost you. We're here. We're just busy. Maybe I'm busy. I don't know. But we're back, okay, is the point. Thank you for hanging with us for two weeks. We took a, a Giannis for our Big Brother fans, but... I'm here, your host, Sasha Joseph, and of course, joined by a silent podcast 10 with a huge social life, Chappelle, welcome, we're back. We are finally back. Uh, I was like, man, I missed the silent podcast theme song, you know, like, man, this is cool. Um, Sasha, it's been a very long time since we talked, what's up? (laughs) I forgot how to start the podcast. I mean, uh-huh. I actually did. Oh my god! But I am so excited to be back. Uh, we, what a great episode! I feel like it almost worked out well for us um, to low key ghost the feed. I feel, but you know, I mm-hmm. wish we could leave. Like you know, in YouTube communities, you can be like, "We'll be back." We mm-hmm. we can't do that, y'all. So apologies again for being. Uh, just, just you know, your toxic faves. I feel like that's the best way to put it. Yeah, we got very busy randomly in the middle of the summer, but it it happens. We both have lives, but we had to make sure we came back to give you all uh, the conclusion of the season. So we're about halfway in. Uh, and I'm very excited because, you know, this was a fun episode to talk about. I think the episodes get a little bit more fun after this. And Sasha, we got some reviews too on yes. our feed. Yes. Um, so... I would like to highlight a few of them, you know, mm-hmm. for our listeners, because we always ask for feedback. And when we get it, you know, let's talk about it. Um, yeah. So, of course, we got one from Peace Love Jen, whoever that is. <laughs> um, Sasha and Chappelle are so entertaining and truly bring quality content. Love hearing them talk about my favorite TV shows and then the drama experience this season. I appreciate their opinions on Davey, uh, Ben and Paxton. Thank you, Geneva, for that one. Uh, let's see. So fun by uh, is this Ali mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, fi- uh, five sixty. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. It's such a fun podcast. Gina Boo says this is a great listen. Sasha and Chappelle are so fun, and I really enjoy Sasha's insight into the cultural aspects. Also, I do not appreciate the Sagittarius slander. LOL. Um, I don't think that's going anywhere. Sorry, sorry, we Gina love Boo. You. We love you, but you know. It is what it is. I, I'm not anti-Sagittarius. It's those Aquariuses. I'm sorry if you hear, if you hear this. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not one, but you know. Yes, exactly. Uh, let's see. We got Z Bacall Band says everything. I can't edit my random name I put on my iTunes account, but you both know I am a Paxton Hall Yoshida apologist and him and Davey Rock. Just I like this, this is Josh. I think this is Josh Green. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Y'all got me into the show and I love it so much. My theory is Ben and Mr. Shapiro are somehow related. Keep up the amazing work. <laughs> Josh, not all Jews are related. You know this. Like, please stop this. He's, he's like, but maybe they are. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Samantha one said, uh, still catching up, still catching up on season one, but loving every second of this pod. And BB Watcher says, great show. Found you all from RHAP Big Brother in 90 day. I love this. So, one of us. One, one of, of us. us. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, the toxic crew, you know, here on Never yes. Have I Ever. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. We're just so excited. So yeah, yeah, seriously. We're at 12 reviews and ratings. I feel like we could get to 20. You know, yeah. get us there, y'all. We just, we appreciate 
everything. Um, it's just, this honestly is a labor of love for us. So any, any good vibes you want to send our way via ratings and reviews, we, we need it and we appreciate it. Yeah. And Sasha, I watched the Netflix, uh, big special their global worldwide special where they announced yes. what was coming soon and we did get a sneak preview for what's coming in season four uh which is the final season of never have i ever officially and so um if you want to get a sneak peek into what's coming up next check out to doom t-u-d-u-m on netflix uh or check out the nothing but netflix podcast and me and rob will talk to you about it but yeah some good stuff on there we see some of our faves a lot of davies some paxton some ben and a couple new people that might be in the mix in the future so check that out as well um but sasha are you ready to get into this because i have a question for you yes let's get into it sasha have you ever been ghosted <laughs> I knew you would ask. Um, I think so. I, I feel like everyone has been, so I have to say yes. I just can't really remember. Um, like I, I think dating apps wise, I'm sure I have. Where I feel like we never meet, we talk and talk, and then we never meet, and then it's like ghosted. But I don't think I've ever been like, I like you, and all of this, and now we never talk again. I have done that, but right. That was well, my next question. Cause this is yes. definitely never have I ever been ghosted episode five. And my next question for you was how many people have you ghosted Sasha? No, <laughs> <Move on. laughs> no, no. The listeners want to know. Sasha. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, there's too many to count. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? I am um, toxic classic mm -hmm. avoider where I think you, you we actually talked about this where we will not do the breakup right we will right. make the situation so hostile that uh I will make it so bad for you that you will leave so it's it's been that like I um you I'm sure this is uh for most podcasters but sometimes when you're so good at talking or I literally for a long time when I was dating did engagement as in literally like getting to know people one-to-one -one for a living so mm -hmm. if so I was good at it on dates and then said men liked thought I liked them more than I did and I was like no I'm just like good at this because this is my job so I had to just like be like not responding which was evil i'm not saying it's a good thing but it's a thing mm -hmm. that's that's so, all y'all heard it here first sasha's job is to break hearts <laughs> it, it, no it's don't be boring on a date yeah you know especially the men i was i was like oh i really have to date jews i've never done it before so let me try so the bar was on the floor okay you just needed to be jewish and i would go on a date with you and right. even then it wasn't working so like please <laughs> okay it's not my fault but you sir i know you're not getting out of this question mm -mm. no you know me i'm uh not toxic at all i do not ghost i am a no this is a lie we all know this is a lie <laughs> Ghosting is my one of my love languages. Yeah. Yes, I know it's not great, but I do think ghosting is a form of communication because that is the absence of communication for me is communication. If I'm not talking to you, it's because I don't want to talk to you. That at least that's how I used to feel when I was younger. I am growing up. Don't drag me. I am growing up. I'm trying to do better. 
But when I was younger, yes, if I didn't, if I got bored, like Sasha said, she's, I mean, she's not wrong. If I got bored and I found something else to keep my attention, then that's what I was going to do. Or if I gave you like complete, like transparency and told you exactly what I wanted out of the interaction and you ignore it, fastest way to get ghosted. Like if I tell you, hey, I don't, I, this, we, I just want to have a good time. We're just having fun, blah, blah. Honestly, I don't want anything serious. And then the next day you start talking to me about serious stuff. I'm only going to give you like one more chance. Like, okay, but I don't really want to talk about that. And then if you keep pushing the issue, I'm just going to stop. Cause I don't want to argue. I think that's for me, the biggest issue. Like I'm always about protecting my peace mm-hmm. and I'm not going to put my peace in jeopardy in, for the sake of your peace. You know? So it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, like one of us, if only one of us can be peaceful, it's going to be me. And so <laughs> I think in the past, that's how I looked at it. Like I said, I'm growing up. This is not like, please don't be like at home. Like he's such a pig. He sucks. Like, yes, I was that guy, but I'm trying to do better. I'm getting older, but young Chappelle would not have it. I just, I, I, I'm not thing. only going to say so much. Yeah. I feel like folks, not that you should expect to be ghosted. I, I don't, that's rude. And I think sometimes why do, if we go on one date, right? Like why do you deserve or expect like a whole soliloquy thesis on why we don't get along you know what I mean like it just doesn't work out and I don't want to go on another date with you um and that's what happened to me where the guy was so high on our second date that he just stopped talking to me Mm -hmm. and stopped introducing me to his like I guess because we were meeting uh people and it was so bad that I was like, you just, you have made me feel like shit this whole date. So like, I'm cool on you. And then he just kept asking me out on more dates. And I was like, no, I, I'm not interested. Or I didn't say I'm not interested because there was some weird power dynamics um, with work. And cause that's how I met him uh, via work. So it is what it is. And to protect my job, not job, but like, you know, to just, I couldn't. I couldn't be like, mm-hmm. I'm not interested. And then he said, why? I'm into exotic chicks. So I feel like he deserved to get ghosted. You know no, what no, I mean? No, no, no. You're an exotic chick, Sasha. What do you expect from these men? This is what they want. They're into, like, what do you want from him? He's into exotic chicks. Stop being so exotic. If you don't want these problems, Sasha, turn your exoticness down. Yeah, that's why I had to get a ring on my finger. You know, that's <laughs> the only way. <laughs> but yeah, I will, like, when I get angry, like, I'll block. Like, I don't give two Fs about, Mm. uh, because as someone, right, like, so short, it doesn't take that long for me to get angry, because the anger Mm -hmm. can move up very quickly. (laughs) Oh, so it's science. Yes, it's science, is what I'm saying. So when I'm angry, like, you you know, I see red, and I just want to ruin you and your life. So Mm -hmm. it's better that I ghost you. You know what I'm saying? No, it makes sense. I'm also one of the people who, I don't take blocking that offensive. You know, like I block people for very little and I don't think that's that big of a deal. Now, I know some people who like think that it's a, such a personal slight against people to block people. You find out someone blocked you or unfollowed you or friended you or something like it's such a big deal. For me, it's not really. I just I've never really connected with social media like that to where I would feel so close to something like that. Um, now, if I if I feel really close to you and you block me like, yeah, OK, you know, we need to have a serious conversation about something like obviously I did something wrong if you, you know, feel that you don't want to see my, you know, my interactions with you anymore. You don't want to interact with me online because a large part of how we communicate with people now is online. But if I barely know you or if like, I feel like we're not that close, block me. I don't care. You know, it'd be fine. Like I'll, I'll get over it. But again, that's just me. I'm not pushing this on anybody. 
We're just here to talk about our own experiences with people and with ghosting and to talk about what happens with Davey in this episode. Yes, because I, I feel that blocking you should take as a badge of honor. Imagine mm-hmm. that someone went out of their way and they think about you so much that they literally had to block you. I That's how I see it. Where it's Your like, power. oh, thank you. Wow. Because mm-hmm. I don't even <laughs> think about you, baby. And here you are. Like, I'm taking over your timeline. I love it. Thank yeah. you. So, you Y'all know, miss- that's how I feel people should look at these things. Y'all miss Sasha's hair flip when she said thank you. It's just like <laughs> effortlessly over her shoulders. She's like, she's like, yeah, I know. I know I'm in your brain. I'm on your timeline, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't want to show me your weakness. It, like, mm. I feel like I have shared that many times. Like, I, I feel like I'm a shark in the water when it comes to stuff like that. So, here yeah. we are. Yeah, block me, block me. Because I don't want you to look at me having a good time and think, oh, he's having a good time to throw it in my face. Just block me. Just uh, just keep uh, keep me and out of sight, out of you, mind. it could have you, but you blocked yeah. me. Oops. Yeah, yeah. You Just go ahead and block me. Keep me out of sight, out of mind, and we can both exactly. be happy. Exactly. Oh, my God. But I think, you know, we, we I feel like, have made it. You know, we've mm-hmm. made it past um, that life. But unfortunately, Davey hasn't. Because, listen, we open this episode and it's Davey uh, being excited. Because if y'all remember, Slug Boy had asked for her number um, and, you know, asked if they could text. Right, which I guess that's how the Gen Zs do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> Davy is constantly texting her friends to see if her phone is working. Because listen, nothing is worse than a teenage girl having to wait for a teenage boy to text her, and that I have to say is is real. Yeah, I'm proud of Davy here because if you wait this long to text me to hit me up after saying we're gonna link up or you're gonna text me, I'm already done. Like I've for me, my ego is too big to where yeah. I'm. Unless I have to be in love with you already for me to stick around because, or, or yeah, yeah. I must, I must really, really like you. Cause I'm waiting on you to text me back. Not so that we can mend it, but so I can tell you about yourself and then we can end it on my terms. Um, so Davey's better than me. Cause my trash ass ego would have shut this down a long time ago. I'm working on me though. You know, it's probably why I'm chilling right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> she's, yeah. she's, she's better than me. Yeah, I, I think as a teenage girl, I've been in that space where I literally used to, like, thankfully my mom was cool enough where I was like, I really like this guy. Like, can you call my phone to check if it's working? Or call, like, use the house phone to call my cell phone to make sure it was all good. So I've been there. But like I said, I will sweat, but you can't see me sweat, you know? So I think mm. I'm proud of her that she didn't text him first or she didn't you know being like what the hell you annoying boy Mm -hmm. like why did you know death like why aren't you doing this so i feel like that that's growth for our girl we have to give her points and she has some real friends because they're messaging back immediately no it's still working unfortunately your phone's all good Yeah, you can tell they're kind of getting annoyed at it uh, because it's Davy, and we know how she is. She's just never going to let this go. And so they have to be there for her. And uh, this was the first time Davy got to flirt with somebody in a while, you know. And so this is when Eleanor is telling her that it's probably just that her vibe is off. You know, she's she seems a little rusty. She hadn't been with Paxton in a while. So maybe Dez just wasn't picking up those, like you know, carnal, you know, relationship juices from her. Yeah, I loved it because Eleanor, unfortunately, is like, listen, I think you're just a little cobwebby and Mm. it's not working. But Davey rightfully does, not rightfully, sorry, 
Davey does notice that Slug Boy, I, I refuse to call him by his name. I know his name is Nick. I don't care. His no. name is, yeah, we call First him by his name. Can we stop? Like, can, can South Asians stop making our names easier for white people <laughs> to, or Americans in general to pronounce? Okay. Yeah. That's number one. You're naming their dish. It's okay. It's really not that hard. But anyway, sorry, I'm back. Um, but it's just he's apparently a Palisades 10 with a legit social life, and she's a Sherman Oaks 8 with two friends. I just I have to say, Davy's good looking, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she, what? Like, why are these people? And if anyone watches She Hulk, I feel like this is the same issue I have where why are y'all trying to lead us to believe that people that are on TV shows that are casted as main characters are anything but tens and good looking. Like, stop it. Right. And and I'm proud of Davy though. Calling herself an eight, that's an improvement. You know, yeah. remember the, the days of the UN? That, that was a long time ago, you know? So now she's a Sherman Oaks eight. That's not bad. Yeah, I feel like an eight is confident. Because you're not mm-hmm. stupid enough to be like, I'm a ten. Because no one's perfect. But an right. eight is confidence. Exactly. So I, I like it. I like it. So yeah. So basically, there's we're that's our setup. Is that aura is her flirting aura is cobwebby. We got to do something about it. What, Chappelle? Before we get to um, how do we fix it? Anissa enters. Okay, and notes that there's some juicy girl talk going on, and I love Fab because she says, "Well, we're just talking about how weird stuff happens when you haven't kissed in a long time." I almost fell over. Fab, what are you doing? Right. Well, Sasha, it's been a long time. Do you mean to tell me that between like the breakup with Davey and Paxton, Fab and Anissa just never addressed that moment? They just it's never been made a move? Months. Right. What right. are you waiting we, on? Well, that's the problem. That's the plot. They've mm-hmm. lost it, is the problem. Because <laughs> it seems like they're hanging out, right? Because Eleanor has said it a few times where. Uh, she's noted that well you should tell us what Anissa's up to y'all hang out all the time so we've got that line before so we know they're hanging out but I guess that's it like they're very afraid to make a second a, a next move which which I think we'll get into later about dating friends anyway yeah. but right now Fab quickly corrects and says in Davy's life not anyone else's and no one catches any of yeah, you can tell there's still tension there, but I mean, for this tension to be going on for so long, I'm just like, okay, either either do it or don't, you know. So you know, I I, I was just shocked to see that it had taken so long. I would have thought this would have been something you address either immediately or at least gradually, and they're just kind of like, no, we're just gonna ignore it as long as we can. And now I don't think they have time to anymore because um the drama club is having their coffee house thing, and I guess everybody wants to go make out. Is that what ha- what happens at the coffee house? apparently because listen <laughs> you dress french and when you dress french you french kiss and that's okay. it and the maintenance staff turns the lights down and we know when the lights are on down the devil is out <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because they said this is a, a fundraiser to raise money to help climate refugees learn improv the, so. yes the oceans are dying and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've, um, I forget which one. I think Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But there was a charity called Homeless Not Toothless. Oh. (laughs) And it was like, I think dental stuff for 
for folks that are unhoused. Well, so, I mean, they need it. But it's just, it's like, there are many ways you can help, uh, you know, people who are unhomed and unhoused. Um, I just don't think, you know, learning improv is necessarily something, but I mean, people should, of all, of all demographics and backgrounds should have the same uh, opportunities. So it's not the worst thing in the world. I just think if you're going to raise money for something, maybe, you know, start with like food, clothes, basic necessities and work your way up. But I think a lot of times those things are already being handled. So if this is a drama club doing a fundraiser, why not teach them improv? I just, I can't, right? And I don't, I was never in drama club. Um, in India, I was the man, the Liza and my fair lady. So like, I have been in productions, but I've never been in drama club. So I feel like this whole episode is very much giving the drama club theater kid sex crazed stereotype mm-hmm. yeah i'm not a theater kid either i was always kind of uh like nervous around them because i'm like why are y'all why are y'all so weird um yeah. it's like it's like as a like a former band kid i don't think we really had like a stereotype at my school because it was just like a bunch of like ragtag kids who their parents wanted them to, to stay out of trouble so they put us <laughs> in music um but again i come from like an inner city band school you know and so it was like we weren't like, oh, we grew up taking private lessons. It was just like a bunch of kids from the hood grabbing horns and seeing like if they could do something after school. You know, like I don't want to be on the basketball team, so this is what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> but like the drama kids, they took it so seriously. It was like, dear God, like you know, they and they had to, you know, like yeah. for them, if you want to be uh, a professional actor or something like that, you you want to get good and stuff like that. Like I don't think any of us band kids wanted to be professional marching band people like some of them wanted to be music majors eventually and probably band teachers but it wasn't like our next play our next audition with our you know could be our last or we were going to get yeah. discovered playing the trombone it didn't feel like that the drama kids felt really intense to me even though they were like this it still felt like a lot of energy you know yeah we're even at my school um we had a thousand sixty six kids in just my graduating class was pretty big mm -hmm. and even then you could tell like they always were dating someone and that you know they they were there weren't as many like cool kids just because there's so many kids but I remember the drama like people just being very intense as you said and also always dating somebody mm -hmm. and I was like how are they getting? people to date them. I, I all the time like the rotation can't be that good you know for nobody no one's that blessed but I see y'all drama kids okay I you deserve whatever good y'all yeah. were doing uh, so Davy <laughs> says you know she's gonna get some mouth to mouth resuscitation to clear her aura uh so you do you uh because Des has probably sensed the rust so while that's happening okay now Davy's gonna figure something out at the coffee house and Paxton Hall Yoshida, okay, he's a senior Chappelle. It's time that he gets to college. So apparently the guidance counselor is uh, on the Pacific Crest Trail, which is a very grueling real thing where oh. I think you have to go for like two months, uh, two months. It's like a whole thing. So that's where the school counselor is. So the, the fun principal is now also the guidance counselor, which was very much the issues with education mm -hmm. currently and she asked a list of college he's gonna apply to and this is where i just packed in packed in packed well it's like you know the packs that we first met was so uh focused laser focused on swimming 
that he didn't know anything about school. He had no like no ambition toward his actual education. Somehow that has shifted and he's doing fine in his classes, but he doesn't have any extracurriculars. Um, I think he said he, he and Trent tried to start a beer pong team, but like the principal told him it was illegal. <laughs> and uh, they start talking about clubs and he says clubs are for dorks. Um, and then they even start talking about community service. And I think this is exactly what kind of got his attention because she told him, if you say community services for dorks, that makes you a bad person. And we know yeah. Paxton doesn't want to be a bad person. <laughs> that was my favorite. Cause she really clocked him. Cause you know, mm -hmm. he did not want to do no community service. Yeah. Oof. And he was like, so do I have to clean up a beach or sing to an old person? Like, stop this. How, how are, aren't Gen Z supposed to be like very on it with all yeah. this stuff? Be confusion. But turns out he's going to help right at home, Chappelle, because he's going to help the drama club with the coffee house. So, you know, mm -hmm. this is where our plots are all coming together. And Paxton is very stressed because he doesn't know if he has to talk to the drama right it's like he was like i have to volunteer but i also have to speak to them and that's a that's an issue for me being paxton hobbit yashida and i was just like i mean he's making points i you know who was worse than the, the drama kids to me oh dear god the choir kids all Ooh. of that singing all yeah, that yeah the glee club was a lot dear I god agree. dear god so I, I know we were mean to the to the drama kids a little bit but you choir kids are the worst i'm sorry <laughs> like we get it you can sing, sing all the time yeah, it's like, listen, I cannot sing. I, I acknowledge that. I cannot sing. Comma, but if I could, I too probably would be that extra and would be singing all the time. But when you cannot sing and other people are like that, it's annoying. We don't like that. So cut it out. So I'm with Paxton. Like, I, I probably talk to the drama kids, but the choir kids, I'd be out. It would be a no-go. I just forget college. I don't need Yeah. It. Ours used to, like, take raps out. Because, you know, in 2000s, right, when we were in high school, that's all that was mostly popular and they take these like really fun songs and would sing them and i was like it's a rap i've i've lived in this country two years only from <laughs> india and even i know that like stop mm -hmm. this end it end it end it so that was yeah very much my issue with them and we'd be at lunch and i was like dude just trying to make friends and eat and you're yeah. singing in my ear it's too much it's really too much like i'm I, i'm i'm growing as a bully you know so i don't want to <laughs> do it right don't make me put don't make me do this to you thank you okay it just that's gaslighting 101 i love it but anyway so while this is happening okay so now we've set the stage and david now we're home so david comes down this dress it uh, comes down the stairs in her outfit and i almost fell over and then i was like right sasha the patriarchy has taught you that dressing like that is wrong so you know i had to reel it back but nirmala said who is going out in the world dressed as a streetwalker not my child yeah and they say to put on uh patty's uh costco sweater filled with used sample cups because you know if you go to costco you got to get you some samples and of course the Costco sweater. Is that just a thing Indians do? Cause like, yeah, I have very much some Costco clothes that I was like, but it's so comfy and it was cheap. I love that. It's not only a sweater that she bought from Costco, but she also takes it to Costco to get samples. Like she wears it at Costco as yeah. well. Um, you know, they, they say free samples. So if they free, I'm gonna try as many as I want to. I, I, I support that energy. Correct. 
And while that's happening, you know, and Davy puts it on because she's like, listen, let me not mess up. Okay, please. So Davy immediately puts it on. And I love that while that's happening, Kamala is moving out, unfortunately. And Davy is like, we're finally being nice to each other. So why are you leaving? And Kamala's like, no, I've always, always been nice to you. It, it's just you. That's true. I mean, even I remember way back in episode one, you know, Kamala's like, oh, you know, I, you know, it's, it's not my fault. I can't be a model because I'm too curvaceous. And she, she hasn't hurt Davy at all. And Davy has been just torturing her for, and we don't see a lot of it. We see a lot of Davy like throwing shade at her. Mm -hmm. And I guess in these past few seasons, they have been getting closer. But initially it was like, Davy does not want Kamala here. She was just like, she's too, she said she was too Indian, you know? And so, um, that was instantly something that turned Davy off. And but now they've come so far that Davy's even sad to see her go. I know. And it's I get it. I think Davy needs Kamala, right? Like Kamala had a sex talk with her without having it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the one person in her life. And and I understand that as as someone, you know, that had an immigrant mom, that you don't always have that connection when it comes to boys or you know think like a little stickier things that you can't always reach out to your parents so you need someone like an older person that can that has your best interest at heart so i know we would all benefit from that so mm -hmm. i poor davy she finally recognizes it but she also says listen because she's still davy she says i just need keys to your apartment so i can come see you or hang out with you without you Maybe also and invite my friends over. Nalini almost, I think, fights her at this point. Yeah, and this is very weird to me because Nalini is telling everyone that, um, you know, like she's telling uh, Kamala that her grandma is going to soften over time. Like just, you know, just hang out. She'll figure things out. If, if Kamala figures things out with Manish, everything's going to be good. Like just, just wait a while. And then she starts saying, well, Kamala, you could just sneak around, you know, behind Patti's back. And I'm like, Nalini, what has come over you? You're not the same uh, mom that we had from season one or season two. But you know, it's always like that, right? Like your moms are always strict on you, but then someone else comes in and all of a sudden all the rules go out the window. What is that about? Like, why did they become cool? Uh-huh. Like, and why are they're you just like, this? let's talk. Let me help you out in figuring mm -hmm. out how to act like this. It's like, who are you? How dare you do this to me? Yeah, you're so understanding when it's someone else. When it's me, there's, no there's nothing. But all of a sudden she's like, sneak behind Patti's back. Uh, are you serious? Like what? Davy can't sneak behind your back. So what? When did when did this start? Uh, and that drives me so crazy because it's like you complain to people about your mom. You're like, oh my mom, she's so crazy. She says this, she says that, and then she gets in front of people and she want to act brand new. Now keep that same energy that you kept with me with all with these other people because you got me looking like a liar. I know you crazy. You ain't got to you ain't got to pretend. Listen, because my mom was so strict, I wasn't allowed to leave the house on the weekdays, even in my senior year, it didn't matter, was not allowed to leave the house. And even on weekends, I had to be home by 10. And, you know, back when free minutes were a thing. Yes. So I free minutes only started at nine. Yep. I had to get off the phone at nine. So oh. I was in hell, is my yeah. point. 
and other people come over and my mom is like teach telling them and their parents oh that you know don't be so hard kids need uh freedom my mom is watching miss marvel and she's like well why did they move to america then if they don't want this and i was like excuse me why did you, you move to america <laughs> yeah you should have flipped the table and be like hey, what are you talking about lady this is us <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Like, what? <laughs> she, she's all confused. She, that's where they're gaslighting us. They have to be. They have yeah, to be. Yeah, the only, only, only thing my mom was cool with, would never, rather I said, said anything to me was about clothes. Like, she mm. was like, you have to body, you have to wear, you know, you have to wear skirts, you have to wear crop tops, because now is the time. And thank God, thank God <laughs> she told me that, because it really was a moment of time. But yeah, that's the only thing I will say my mom was, I think, the coolest on. But everything, but then in college, she's like, maybe, maybe we calm down a little on it now. And I was like, you created a monster. Yeah, I will yeah. not calm down. But besides that, oh, so strict. So strict. Mm-hmm. Melanie acting brand new. Uh, and I was just shocked. I was just like, we've seen a different side of her. But again, I, I at first I thought it was just growth. But now I'm thinking, no, it's just because it's not Davy. No, it's double standards. Mm-hmm. What's new? <laughs> I mean, listen, this is... I don't know for you, but like for a lot of Indian families, there's a lot of double standards where they'll be like, well, my, you can't do it because you're my child. But if the neighbor's kid does it, I mean, it ain't my kid. Yeah. Well, no, my mom is very much like that. No, I have an aunt who's kind of like that worse, but luckily she's my aunt. So I'm the one she shows the favoritism yeah. to. Like I could like the way she treats my cousin. It's so funny because like when we were younger, they like it's she's the strict aunt, right? But she just lets me get away with murder. It's so funny. And I realized that at like 13 years old, I was like, oh, I want to go hang out with her all the time because I can like laugh and joke and be all in the grownups conversation. And she won't say a word to me. Um, but when I go back home, my mom is like, uh-uh, I don't know where you thought this, what this what you thought this was, but we shutting it down. So hey, that was the worst, right? When you thought <laughs> you're cool and then you get home. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're dead, basically. Yeah, basically. Oh, how were they so good at flipping the switch? Like I to this day will not understand because they used to be so normal at parties, and you're like, okay, I got I got away with it. We're good. Uh-huh. And then they come home. I mean, I've been like in the middle of the street, been beaten. So oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, I've definitely got like the but when we get to the car, it's me and you conversation. I'm like, dear yeah. God, like. Then why are you acting normal in front of these people? I'm in danger, you know? <laughs> help. Blink twice if you need help. <laughs> no one's to help you now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, you know, I think a baby is too excited to go suck face with someone to care about any of this. And poor Kamala is like, okay, I can't wait until Patti dies. Because her mom, a.k.a. great-grandma, is still alive at 104. So yep. Can't beat that. <laughs> so Kamala's moving out is where we leave them for now. And uh do we should we finish Kamala or should we get to Coffee House? We could just go, we could just keep going. Let's go yeah. to Coffee House. Cool. So now John McEnroe says, Davy is here. She's here to consensually suck face off some guy. And I just, you know, I I, I like that. I, I feel like that didn't need to be added, but it was such a nice taste. Uh, and then Davy is talking to Eleanor. She's excited. She, I, I, you know, the vibes my school would never, because 
100% that's hookup fest. But, you know, you do you, L.A., Sherman Oaks. But Davey goes, basically, she's asking Eleanor, how how do you make a move? How do you kiss? Mm-hmm. And to her words have not been spoken, because that's me. Well, her pickup line is, nice mouth, can I kiss it? I'm like, Davey, you got, like, you know Davey is my well, child. Wouldn't that work? Yeah, but Davey's my child. Like, ma'am, I'm like, oh, I'm okay. Melanie. Cut that out. The nice mouth, can I kiss it? You don't even know these people. Calm down. But also, <laughs> if you was grown, I'd be like, live your life. You know, you just, she's just young for this. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like, I don't want my 16-year-old child ever talking <laughs> about this. You know, like, I was like, no, do you do you understand the perils of mouth kissing? Do you know what could happen to you? Do you right. get herpes? Stop yeah. it. Dear God. No, you can get COVID. Yeah, yeah. We in a different time now. COVID is real. You know, you don't you don't be putting your lips on everybody. Uh, what's the other one that you can get mono? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, no, no, no. One of my friends, her little brother got mono one time. And I was like, what the oh, hell God. is that? And she was like, it's bad. And I was like, has he been, they're like, he's been kissing on people. I was like, is that how you get that? Dear God. Thank you. Speaking of God, thank you. Because I have never. <laughs> like, I've never. <laughs> I always God. heard. And I was like, please, God, don't ever right. let this come my way. Because that's embarrassing. I'd lie. Oh, yeah. I'll take it out. Like, I, I got the flu. I got COVID. I would never yeah. tell anybody I got mono. Sorry. No, not me. But, you know, I just, Davey, just get better friends. Actually, just get fab. You know, Eleanor is so, to- not toxic. She's such a drama queen mm-hmm, that exactly. she is. You know, she eggs it on, but then says, you know, but whatever, do what you want. I don't care. I just need you to wait tables because the drama kids only wanted to act. So I need people to actually work. Right. This has nothing to do with Davey. Like, she's like, Davey, you should go kiss people, but also you should do labor at at my event because because I don't want to. So here you go. Congratulations. You're on the wait staff. And turns out all the friends are stuck. So Davey immediately goes up to guys and just has a horrible embarrassing pickup line about being thirsty and wants a tall drink of water a girl stop you know what i mean just end it right now yeah and unfortunately for her ben is right there and he's just like you're pathetic and i was just like god dang it um because ben is always whenever davy finally starts to get in her groove he's he's always going to be there and she tells him he clam jammed her which, how dare which is like cock block Yes. Uh, yeah. This is for people who don't have a cock to block. Davy, stand <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Like your aura is so messed up that you're out here just stupid. Okay. Like Ben literally asked her, are you the charity we're raising money for tonight? And at this point, <laughs> I think it might be true because what are you doing? And like I said, I'm horrible at flirting. Like you couldn't, if you, Never in life, I don't think I've ever flirted. If I like someone, uh, if I don't, you know, it's, it's a different story. Uh, but if so, I understand and I empathize, but have a backbone, you know what yeah. I mean? Just know that you're not good at it and try to figure it out and try to do something else or how make out with Ben. Well, yeah, because you're, you're embarrassing yourself in public. See, that's the thing be thirsty in silence, be thirsty yes. at home. You know, like, and don't you can be let thirsty. your friends know, that you're right? Thirsty. But don't be thirsty in front of your ex. Are you kidding me, Davy? Grow up. Like, this is where, again, I feel like this is what I would impart on my child to be like, don't be a stupid out here and don't ruin my good name that I have built all these years. 
<laughs> I taught you better than this. Like, I taught you how to get what you want. Like, yeah. it, it, don't stop this. And don't be in a dumb drama. Wake up. What boys are showing up to drama club? Drama boys. It, there you go. <laughs> I think they're into other men. Like, uh, please, Davey. But yeah, listen, I mean, she didn't even know about Jonah. So this is the same girl. No, she knew. She just did not care. Davy okay, is a right. menace. Um, but you mentioned that she should just be kissing Ben, which is funny because Ben and Anissa hasn't even been hooking up in a while. Um, he says that he's chilling by choice, and Davy, on the other hand, is desperate. Like she, she can't get a, she can't get a man because that's just who she is. Um, and so they're going back and forth, uh, as they do, and now they have a bet on who is going to, I guess, hook up with somebody first at this uh, coffee house party. Yeah, and I love that they're still fighting because then she says, well, you suck. And he says, yeah, someone's face. So it's just, he got your ass. Like this whole, <laughs> this whole episode, he is just one-upping her and I hate it and I want to fight this little twerp, Ben <laughs> No, nah, he got her ass with that one. Yeah, you suck someone's face. She was like, ooh, <laughs> like, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> She's like, damn it, that was good. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was. He ate her up. Ugh. Well, he, I think he wants. Anyway. Oh no! But let me move on. That. that uh, but meanwhile, right? Speaking of jobs, Fabiola is also working. But they said we gotta put you in the back. Mm-hmm. She's oh. in the cafeteria. Well, it's actually a classroom, but they they're serving Starbucks coffee or something like that out of little containers, and all she's doing is pouring it up. That's the kitchen. Yeah, and Paxton is there to help in said kitchen, but turns out because Fabiola got it, he's just gonna sit around and let a woman do all the work. I mean, he did say it looked like a one person job, so I think that they could probably rotate in and out. Fab, you go sit down, I'll take over, I sit down, you take over type situation. But I, this is Paxton, this is Paxton, he's, he's here to do the bare minimum. And this is where I really am into, like, the my mode of every time he's with Davey, he's such a better person mm, than when well, he is without Davey. Well, I think in this scene, he kind of proves you wrong. Because I think this is a good moment for Paxton one, after he decides to stand up and actually help. Because when he's sitting down not doing anything, yeah, he's the, the same old Paxton that we know from back then. But when he has to help Fab... I think he shows a little something, something, you know, maybe that because he, he and Fab are probably closer because he dated Davey or something. Maybe he feels like he should he should help. But he does kind of step it up here, Sasha. I mean, he's there for charity, I guess. Is what's yeah. the outlook. And because, this is charitable. <laughs> because he sees uh, Fabiola and Anissa have a very awkward interaction. And he just straight up goes, oh, are y'all hooking up? <laughs> Come on, Paxton. Hey, Paxton. Paxton knows chemistry. The man has been the boy. Well, I guess he's 18 now, but the boy has been with everybody. Uh, and so he knows when people feel in each other and he can just see it. Um, and then, of course, Fabiola has been holding in this secret for so long that she just spills the beans. She has to tell him everything about the kiss and how awkward it's been. And yeah, I, I like that she finally has somebody to vent to. And it, it just happens to be Paxton. Because he gives zero Fs about any of this. He's like, who mm -hmm. do I know that would be interested in this? Not yeah. one person. Perfect person to talk to about it then. Exactly. Uh, and I love that they're now finally talking. And she's like, well, how do I make the first move? I don't know. Help me. 
And this is the role Paxton was born to play. You know, yeah. if nobody can flirt, Paxton can flirt. And, and he does a good job, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, we finally get another Davy and Ben because the stage has been set. They're looking at potential conquests. Mm -hmm. So Davy is looking at three guys and says, well, what about them? And Ben is like, the two boyfriends or the one wearing the feather boa? <laughs> so... I think, which I was surprised, you tell me, Chevelle, because Davy almost immediately is like, okay, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Um, and then Alejandro, because Ben says Alejandro is the only exception. And at that point, he's not looking so hot either. So I think Davy's kind of like, I, I, I don't think this is for me. No, nah, slim pickings here because uh, most guys at drama club events are either dragged there by their girlfriends or looking for boyfriends. And so with Alejandro being the only viable exception and he's looking a mess, she's like, I don't know. But this is good news for Ben, right? Because he knows that he has more prospects than she does because nobody is hornier than a drama girl. Which again, right? This is giving very much stereotype. Or so we thought, because he says, all I need to do is put my hoodie up and look a little tortured. And as soon as he does that, immediately the row um, of girls that were practicing the British accents show up. And one of them wants to know about him and is like, what's going on? Tell me more. Mm -hmm. And Davey immediately says, you know what? I give up. You win. Because that's ridiculous. Just go for it. <laughs> and our friend backs off because he's yeah. like, oh, I mean, you 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 throw the first pancake out, so you know, I I, I don't need to, I'm I'm good. Uh, 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 uh. So I was like, wake up, Davy, come on, he'll never give. It. This is where I'm like, he really likes her because this competitive human being that he is mm -hmm. immediately would you know be like, hey, I win, you lose, haha. But instead, takes the L with her. Yeah. This is interesting because, well, for one, he was right, right? Like that hoodie thing worked so easily because the drama girls just fall all over it. I mean, even Eleanor would have fell for something like this and she yeah. knows him. You know, it's like, it's just that dramatic aspect of like, oh, he's so deep and he's, you know, got so many feelings. He's tortured that he just, that they just flock to it. So that, so that was a good move. I was shocked that Ben had it in him. He, he kind of got a little game. Who knew? Um, but his game doesn't matter because when he sees that Davy doesn't really care about him running off, he's just kind of like, maybe I don't care about hooking up with them as much as I care about impressing Davy or like being around her. Um, because being cocky is something that he does with ease, right? Like he does that. Mm -hmm. He just knows how to do that. But it's something about Davy being like, yeah, just go on and go and disregarding him that really got his attention. Yeah, and this is where, like I said, it's so obvious that whoever Davy's with, you know, really changes for the good when they're around her. And I don't, I think she's very messy, so it's not always good for them. But I just can't believe that, right, this person that we've, now for four or five episodes have been, has been shown as this, like, jerk this cocky guy immediately is changing or taking a step back from who he is because he likes her and this is the kind of rom-com shit i eat up i love <laughs> and i can't 
wait for more, okay? Because just, ugh, I love it. It's too good. But all of this is flopped. Because immediately, Mr. Alejandro starts, goes on stage and starts playing the guitar. And Chappelle, the Ed Sharon effect is in full bloom, baby. Yes. What you are witnessing is a fairly common phenomenon that happens to almost every teen girl. It is a moment when an unremarkable dork is given a guitar and suddenly becomes the hottest man in the world. Scientists call it the Ed Sheeran effect. There is no known cure. Sasha, have you ever seen this effect work on you? Yes. 100%. And 20%. For me, it's the violin, I have to oh. say. Um, because I think it's a more complex instrument. Exotic. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and my, you know, number one Bollywood love, uh, Shower Khan, does have a whole movie where he is playing the violin. Uh, and it's like, I wanted to be proposed with that song uh so you know it didn't happen because my husband was like i don't want you to think about tower con when i'm proposing whatever but the point is any musical instrument for sure will do it for me but if i see a violin i'm just like wow you're literally the hottest person in this room and i, I what do i do to get to know you and be with you it's crazy that that's, that works because it works on you and it works on Davies. She know she now has an idea for who she wants to kiss. All of a sudden, Alejandro is uh, who she's looking at. Listen, let's not forget, everyone, the lights have been dim. Don't tell me <laughs> none of y'all have been at the damn club or any spaces with dim lights and then the lights turn on and got caught. You look stupid. Yeah. Exactly. Them, them dim lights. Well, you... Yeah, that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I will say. Woo! Oh my God, flashbacks. Anyway, so we're back. Okay. Uh, so while all of this is happening, um, I feel like, should we go to Kamala real quick? Yeah. Great. So it turns out the place, which I think is looks really good, but you know, according to the show, it's not. So the bathroom is carpeted. So that's that's a, that's a deal breaker. Sorry, I cannot do wet carpet floor like on the bathroom, like where the water could sit. Absolutely not. Sorry, there's no way. I didn't even know that was possible. I can't do it. I'm sorry. That is that is a deal breaker. The way I would have run out of that apartment, like absolutely not. And why didn't she look before she signed? She don't know. She ain't never done this before. I don't think Kamala's never really lived by herself, so she doesn't really know what she's doing. Um, But I'm telling you, that would have ran me out. But at least the refrigerator wasn't white. Wow. Yeah. Bare minimum. Yeah. (laughs) Well, turns out they are living in called the Pinewoods, where everyone who lives in the Pinewoods is either a child actor or someone whose parents have quit their job to make their children provide for their family because there's little kids coming in and out of this damn apartment like it's it's a hostel. Yeah. And they're the little kids, the bratty teen, like uh, little kids that you would think like are child stars and that they're clearly the breadwinners in their family. So they can be rude to their momagers or something like that. Because this one little girl calls her neighbor's mom a disrespectful bitch. (laughs) It's like, whoa, because if the carpet wasn't a deal breaker, 
Melanie is not going to stand for disrespect in or around this apartment. So the moment that happened, that was it. Melanie's like, okay, we got it. We, I want my refund. We got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And I have to say these places exist because, um, Jeanette McCurdy, if anyone uh, heard about the book, right? I wish my mom was dead. She, or no, I'm glad my mom is dead. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, she lived in one of these places uh, and I, and I looked it up. There's another one called Oakwood and it, it has a child actor program in it. And it's like eat full service housing community for children and their parents. Each year, many children and their parents come to Hollywood, blah, 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 um, only minutes away from most major studios, and it's centrally located at dance studios, acting workshops, photographers. Like, imagine. And then it, like, tells you how they have everything, and they have a child actor program with access to tutoring and educational programs to help parents learn the in and out of entertainment business. So I tried to look for their child actor rates, but turns out it's under maintenance. So I have to, anyway. So the point is this place is mess. Well, some of the famous child actors who've stayed at Oakwood are Jennifer Love Hewitt, Ooh. Um, Christina Ricci, Kirsten Dunst, who, I mean, she was like in what interview with a vampire when she was like six years old, yeah. kissing Brad Pitt. Um, Let's see, Cor uh, Corbin Alred, who I don't know who that is, uh, Nikki DeLoach, Countess Vaughn, <laughs> Neil wow. Patrick Harris. Okay, so, I mean, some of these people, Jessica Biel, some of these people have made a good name for themselves. Uh, maybe a carpeted bathroom floor is just what a child actor needs. Apparently. Okay, y'all, this is <laughs> weird as hell. Because, again, if you if you read her, Jeanette McCurdy, who was on Nickelodeon and iCarly, you you do not want your child to be a child actor, is the point. But it turns out everyone at the Pinewoods, instead of Oakwood, uh, is really trying to break, make it. And they're going to break everything <laughs> in order to do so. It's too yeah. much. Again, Melanie got to get out of there. She's just she She already didn't like the apartment, but the disrespectful kids is a no-go. Yeah, and she's just like, how how do I do this, right? She's talking to the landlord, but turns out poor Kamala has given first month, last month, and three months of rent. Robbery. Landlords is evil. All landlords Listen, is bad. Sorry, no lies, I said it. No lies detected. Because when I was moving to San Francisco, scam city, okay? Mm -hmm. The amount of times people were like, just give me 500 and I'll you'll get a spot. It, it, what are you cracked? Thankfully, people told me not to do these things, so I didn't fall for it. But I know people that did, and mm -hmm. it's just these everyone's evil, man, out here in yep. these streets. It's so bad. Uh, so that's that's a big problem for Kamala to get out. Uh, is that she needs to figure something out? But yep. Melanie will always be there for her. Thank God, because Kamala ain't getting that money back. Sorry. No, uh, which is crazy because you'd think. Again, stereotypically, an Indian mom, I feel like, could get you. If anyone could get your money back, it's, it's an Indian mom. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's not possible. Maybe because Kamala needs to, you know, spread her wings a little. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, and now, the Ed Sheeran effect. Okay, we're back. Ed Sheeran effect is in full, full bloom, as I said. Because baby shows up and all the girls are surrounding Alejandro. And she says, well, nice Nice guitar work. Um, I, you know, I'm a harpist. 
and I'm ready to pluck. Down to pluck. DTP. <laughs> and this is when you're just like, can can we send her to some classes? She needs a chastity belt. Like somebody needs to lock that girl down. Like what's that movie? Black snake moan, ma'am. You cannot be walking up to people talking about you down to pluck. But when a man wanted to pluck you, you were yeah. Was a yeah. What when she down to kiss? Let's just be very clear about your intentions, baby. Let's let's not lead people on. Just say I would like to kiss you. Down to pluck is suggestive. I don't know what you think he about to pluck, but Davy, don't do this with Alejandro. The lips on your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> and I love that he's also into it because he's like, the harp is a very complicated instrument. Stop. Uh, she Stop good with it. her fingers. This, they nasty. They nasty. Um, and Ben, on the other hand, sees Davey making this move. So he just grabs like the first attractive fake British girl in the corset and pulls her to the side to start making the move on her. So initially, he's like, no, I got to throw back the first pancake. But when he sees Davey moving on, he's like, okay, now I have to either make her jealous. We've seen that in previous episodes, or I got to move on too. But it's definitely, he's definitely just reacting to what Davey, the energy that Davey's sending to him or to other people at least. Yeah. And while that's happening, Paxton uh, is now finally in full volunteer charity mode because Fabiola finally shares how she's going to ask Anissa and she says it but it's just not confident right she's like okay Anissa here's how I'm gonna ask you out or you know you and me or maybe we can bring our friends ah, ah, ah. and Paxton's like pause because it's not what you say it's how you say it and then says the same exact thing that she said but with so much charm and so much sex appeal that I think even Fab says, well, damn, I don't even like men and I'm, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, it's the, what was it? He said, uh, hey, Anissa, would you uh, like to go to a restaurant, just the two of us? Or uh, we can invite all our friends or whatever you want to do. I <laughs> 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 Okay, wait, sorry. I'm supposed to play like, wow, Chappelle, that was so good. <laughs> oh my God, you got me. Let's go. Listen, I'll go grab a, a, a violin and try to do the Ed Sheeran effect. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way. Sorry. You play the drums, it doesn't work for me, sir. Yeah, it's not it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, But yeah, so I love it because Fabiola says, damn, Phoebe's a lucky girl. <laughs> that's like, if I like dudes, you would be the dude, <laughs> which... I mean, that's we've his heard. Problem. Yeah, that's Paxton. That is that's yours, Paxton. though. Stop it. That's Paxton's <laughs> cross the beer, not mine. <laughs> we'll see. Um. Anyway, so Phoebe is apparently a lucky girl, according to Paxton. Uh, sorry, according to Fab. Uh, Paxton says, "Well, we don't really talk, so I I don't know. I guess sure." And then I think he catches himself because he's like, wait, I'm talking to Davy's best friend. Let me not slip up here. Yeah. it. The thing with Davy is that Paxton is looking for something easy and fun. It's his last year of high school. He's about to graduate. He does not want to be stressed with a bunch of drama. He's trying to protect his peace. And we know that Davy does not know anything about peace. So 
That's not an option. So he's just going to hang out with Phoebe because things are simple. And he wants to keep it simple. I'd rather die than someone call me simple and uncomplicated. Ooh, yeah. I just I was, have to say. <laughs> like, that's like homely. Like, ugh. Ooh. That's worse than ugly. Call me ugly. Don't call me homely. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd rather be complicated and messy, which I am, I guess, than I would ever want to be easygoing and fun and shut up. Yeah. Uh, or boring, blah. Because well, that's what you're out. saying. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm hearing too. Yeah. So basically, I, I think Fabiola. Here is the thing I didn't realize until my second watch. Fabiola has now gotten super deep confessions about Davy from both the guys. Mm-hmm. She knows all. She knows where all the bodies are buried. Fabiola yeah. has all the information, and I'm glad it's Fab because Eleanor would not know how to handle this. Well, that's why Eleanor doesn't get this info. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just get word, word vomits all of it uh, instead to Ben. But I just, I appreciate it because Fab is so mature about it. She's like, well, I hope uh, Phoebe's everything you hoped for. And Paxton's like, yeah, yeah, she is, she is. You know that man is in, is in tumbles right yeah. now. He's just trying to make it. He's just trying to make it through this last year, man. I, I feel for him. Yeah, and poor Davy. Davy's friends will never let him or him or Ben see see heaven. Nope, <laughs> they'll never know peace. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then okay, while that's happening, again, whiplash to Ben kissing Stella out of boredom, desperation, trying to get his mind off of Davy. You name it, it's everything but him being into her. Is my point. And then turn out not to kink shame, but she bites his tongue. Yeah, she's a little bit wicked. Are you scared, Sasha? Yeah, don't <laughs> bite his tongue, you weirdo. <laughs> he said, "I can safely say I am scared." I was like, "Yeah, I would not be scared." <laughs> well, we know you, sir. Wouldn't. <laughs> Listen, there, I draw the line at some things. This one is a blurred line. <laughs> I don't think I want my tongue being bit though. Yeah, no, I don't don't hurt me. Well, well, in different line. ways. Yeah, yeah. the line is blurred. Just know that. The line is blurred. <laughs> no, just just not even, anyway. Yeah. So this is not about us. Um, and then she says he will. She Eleanor calls her away. So she looks at him and is like, Well, just you know, stay around because I might bite something else. <laughs> no, like, Stella. You got to no. go, Stella. You got to go. <laughs> like that's it. This is re- you could be a little bit w- wicked, but that's damn evil. You can't do that. Stella, no one wants that. Who told no. you? Which Cosmo did you read that in, Stella? Stop reading it. Whatever it was, put it down. Burn it. <laughs> no, stop. <sighs> damn it. And then Anissa, of all people, is watching this happen. <laughs> yeah, this is tough because. Like, we don't talk about this much, but Ben is surrounded by his exes. You know, like, him and Davey are exes, and him and Anissa are exes, and he's just, he's kind of in hell. I'm not going to lie to you. I would not like this at all. And him and um the other girl, not me forgetting oh, yeah. her name. Zoe. She's always random. No, around, not right? Zoe. Zoe's too hot for Ben. That's, that's uh, the other one. But He yeah. was with the other one, right? The, the Zoe Shira. and uh, Shira. Shira. Yeah, Shira's too hot I was hot like, I have too. some Jewish name. I forgot. Nope. <laughs> um, it, it is um but it sure is a beautiful name but anyway it's just it's too much 
Mm-hmm. I would be in hell. Don't I don't ever want to be in a room with multiple exes at the same time. That, that, I that cannot just, imagine mm-hmm. having three exes, like three real exes in high school. Right. In the same classes, all together, basically hanging out. I mean, Shira would never hang out with Davy and Anissa, but she's not hiding from them. So they're all in the same room. Ben's this is a messy game Ben is playing. I don't know. We we don't really get a lot from Ben's point of view, especially not in this episode. But uh, Ben, I have to pull you to the side. But baby, this is not, what part of the game is this? You got to you got to get a grasp on this. You get your life is out of control right now. You're losing the game mm-hmm. if this is where you're ending up, sir. The the one on one, right? Like date, not dating. Um, doing dirt one on one is your your uh your extracurriculars cannot know about your other extracurriculars keep your hoes in different area codes no, thank as you. Would say. <laughs> <laughs> so like wake up pay attention mm-hmm. they they can't you can't be seen with all of them at the same time but turns out he's you know he he's changed okay puking and losing to fab at a party has has got him to see the light because he he does apologize to Anissa and says, you know, that uh, I was a real douchebag when we were together, correct? And uh, he's he's not into it with Stella and he was blah, blah, blah. And Fab helped him realize, and he's sorry, which Anissa <laughs> accepts it. Yeah, but all she really heard was Fabiola. That's all she heard. She, she heard Fab and the rest of that didn't matter. She's like, wait, Fab was talking about me? What was that about? I'm like, girl, you hang out with Fab all the time. Why haven't you said nothing to her? uh, Stop it. Stop acting like this. Go talk to that girl. And Fab is like her knight in shining armor, low key. Mm -hmm. And and who doesn't want that? You know, look, as a feminist, I still want it. I would like it from time Mm -hmm. to time. It does make me feel better. It's just, I think it's in the DNA. I don't know. Okay. Uh, But turns out, it goes south from there because they start talking about who they're dating. Which why are you doing that with your exes? Trying to pretend that they're cordial. They're, they're I hate that. Don't, don't. That's why. That's why I ghost. That's why I block. We don't have to pretend because then these or conversations it could have ended. Happen. It could have ended at the apology, and I accept it. But mm-hmm. it, and if you want to make conversation, ask about classes. You know this man is so self centered that all he cares about is himself in school. But no, you want to talk about dating and blah blah blah. And then Ben, you know, is so laser focused on our girl that when he asks Anissa about dating and Anissa's about to maybe share or have a moment, he just says, let me give you some advice. Don't fall for a friend. You're setting yourself up while he's literally looking at Davey. Yeah. And and that's going to be the, the that's the thing, right? Like Anissa has always known that Ben has had eyes for Davey. She's felt like Davy's replacement a lot of times, even though she liked Ben, she could tell that she was like almost a placeholder for Davy mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So she's looking at Ben like, you still don't see me. You still don't see me standing here in front of you trying to have a moment with you because you're still worried about Davy. And so she basically tells him like, keep your advice. You're in no position to help me with my love life. And she leaves him there. I, I have to say, I agree. I'm on Anissa's side in this interaction, period. Uh, and I don't think you should date your friend. Yeah, it's tough. It's stupid. Yeah, it makes it tough. Especially friends. We talked about friend groups as well. It's hairy. Like, if you go and date them, you have to deal with whatever comes from that. You have to be willing to lose that person as a friend. 
Because if you continue yes. your relationship as it is, y'all will remain friends potentially forever, right? But if you try to change the nature of that, you might not be able to take that back and go back to friendship if it doesn't work out. So if you're not willing to risk that, then it's probably not a good idea. Yeah, big agree. In in high school, I think I had probably one of the best and closest friend groups, you know, ever uh, to this day, because it was like so many of us, we'd hang out all the time, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you're stupid and you're in high school. So everyone started dating everyone and it like broke up the whole group. And it's so unfortunate because to this day, I'll randomly think about, you know, how beautiful the friendship was. So it's just very unfortunate that we all were stupid and dated each other. And it we should have never. I know. Just don't be dumb in high school and date. Well, no one should date in high school anyway. Uh, <laughs> but while all of this is happening, Davy is, you know, lost in the sauce because she's she's Alejandro. Whisper sweet nothings to me, please. Yeah, he's offering to kiss her. He's like, can can I can I kiss you right now? You know that kind of stuff. And they start making out, and we're like, woo! Like Davy got her groove back. But when those lights turn back on, <gasps> dear God mess she, mess she saw him in the natural light and she is not impressed i will say yeah i have to say i've never been in this particular situation but definitely with someone i'm dancing and then the light came on and you're just like oh like what <laughs> i'm like i got to go yeah, yeah that and that's all i'll say <laughs> 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 oh god those parties man anyway mm -hmm. um so Sasha, this part is crazy to me so the principal shows up like the cops and she's like shut this down she's turning lights on she's kicking people out of rooms these kids are in closets in chemistry labs making out this is a school she said, this is a school, not a red light district. Oh, <laughs> my God. You would have forgot. Where are the chaperones? I, I think the maintenance staff or maybe teachers, like the drama club people were supposed to, you know, put it together. You know, teens, they'll get, try to get away with anything and everything. Yeah. You're right. Because people were making out at the at the cross-country thing. Remember that tent? There was like the hookup yeah. tent. So, you know, you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard, I will say, to, like, ugh, unfortunately. That's and sometimes true. the adults will be like, okay, as long as you're only kissing, right. it's fine. Adults need to don't do that. Don't do that. Because kids will, it. you will give a kid an inch and they will take a mile. And so you don't want that. And their hormones are out of control. Yeah, they don't need that kind of leeway. And I was like, as a, as a child who would have taken advantage of that, I can speak to that confidently. You don't give a lot of kids this space, you know, talk yeah. to them, educate them, and then tell them to wait. I just, that's my personal advice as an yeah. educator. Big agree, because I've been also been on both sides um, <laughs> of that situation. Uh, and then, but you know, to make things worse, right? Because we've now seen Alejandro's face. <laughs> Maybe it's not conventionally attractive. Mm -hmm. And I love this ruthless ass principal who's already pissed off and yelling at everyone. It says, hmm, that pairing makes sense. Now why do you do that? <laughs> Look, everybody has been calling Davey unattractive for three seasons. And every time we say Davey is very attractive. Yes. But Davey is very low on the social hierarchy. You know, she's not anybody's like you know prime 
uh, subject when it comes to finding someone to date. I mean, she got she did get with Paxton, but that was like some crazy circumstances led to that. So she finally she says, you know, Paxton didn't understand that one, could not understand what that was about. This this makes sense. Find you a nice drama kid and settle down. <laughs> Just very unfortunate for Davy. And then I love that Alejandro's like said, so "Do you want to be my girlfriend?" We're like, oh, okay, nerdy guy. I get it. But then it just gets worse and worse yeah. and worse because <laughs> he's like, but I don't believe in monogamy. It's like, shut the hell up, Gen Z. Sit down. This is the correct way to communicate. You be upfront with your expectations of who you're dating, right? Okay, you do not spring this on her when she catches you cheating. You know, like, well, I don't think that's natural. Like, when she, when you want to leave or go find another girlfriend, tell her from up front. Say, hey, I, I'm a poly person. I'm into po polygamy. That's me. And then from there, she can decide if she wants to date you. But don't hide that kind of stuff from people. You know, be up front. And so I'm happy that he did. But also, he's in several serious relationships with avatars in the virtual world. Davey, run. Just run away. Please, you know, like no avatar is enough for you, for <laughs> Davy to mess up her brain over a man that looks like a lot. I, oh. I know I'm being mean. I'm I'm really trying not to be because he's a teenager and I was awkward and ugly too. So I understand. But like, God, he is not good looking. Um. So unfortunately for Alejandro, but very fortunately for our girl. She says, you know what, Alejandro, let's not spoil tonight with the shackles of commitment. And he likes it. He's like, yes, we'll always have the coffee house. Deuces. When someone tells you they don't like monogamy, that's the language you need to speak to them. I, I don't want to tie you down. They're like, thank you. Go. Be free. Maybe we can do this again sometime. And Davey, you never do this again. Never go back to the no. coffee house. You, some of these moments you just leave in the past and you never talk about them. Run like hell, friend. Run mm -hmm. like hell. No. And, and if you, if everyone is okay with the polyamory of it all, great. I'm happy for you. Appreciate it all. But no. Yeah. Shut this down. Um, Principal Grubbs ended up shutting down the whole school, basically kicking out all the horny drama club students, which is Great, but also long overdue. They, these kids should have been gone. Um, and she also notices Paxton because Paxton has been doing his community service. And by community service, he means helping Anissa and Fab. <laughs> and Anissa basically figure out how she's going to shoot her shot at Fabiola. So even community service was fun for Paxton this time. I I like it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a very nice moment. I, Paxton's growing up, I guess. But... Not only that, because it looks like her aura did clear up. Because mm -hmm. after that, Davy and Paxton have a have a really fun moment, I have to say. That's the only way to talk to your ex, I feel like, is how they just did. Yeah, it was all it was almost shady. Like, yeah. oh, so I see you talking to all these people now. But as long as y'all are on the level and you know that like you're not bothered by that. She's not bothered by it. And you have that relationship. You can have that conversation. Because that could have easily gone like uh, left, right? Like, oh, I see you dating all these people. Why are you worried about me? Why are you in my business? You know, like, are you trying to shame me because I'm out here living my life? Because Paxton has no room to call anybody a player. But I think that's what made it fun.
because he's like the ultimate player in the school. And he's telling her like, no, nah, I see you out here doing your thing. And it's kind of like a respect thing, you know? Yeah, and I love that Davy matches it, right? She doesn't crumble or uh, she doesn't davify whatever she would have done before. Where she's like, oh, are you afraid I'd steal your thunder? I like it. I love that. And then she's like, what's your name again? Paxel? You're killing yes. it. You're killing it, queen. That's exactly how you need to be. Everyone take notes for this that's, one. That's exactly how she flirts with Ben. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. They been and her Ben loves it. Exactly. Her and Ben being at each other's necks. Her and Paxton haven't really had that too much going on, but it works for them. That's Davy's love language. Is uh uh what do they call Nagging. it? Negging? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I think it's mine too. So <laughs> I yeah, and I, it's hard because you can't you can't give a compliment. It's not fun to just yeah. be nice. So yeah. I get it. But I, I loved it. That's where they ended. And I'm excited to see where they're a French they're friendship their their yeah on this whatever goes you know uh and with with that we also get an anisa and fab moment mm-hmm. uh, where fabula i think it's about to kiss her or did you think she was about to talk to anisa i don't know what i thought i thought she was gonna try to do the paxton move you know like you should kind of and then he's she's gonna try to do like the sultry eyes and the bedroom voice or whatever but anisa just beats her to it she's just like so you want to go out or nah and i'm thinking anisa what have you been waiting on the ben ben to maybe give her the final green light or or to see the red flag that was ben and being like right fabula has really done a lot for me it's about time I make a move because I think Fab doesn't want to, and she tells Paxton this, she doesn't want to out Anissa and she doesn't want to put her in that situation. So the ball really was in Anissa's court, I think. Yeah. And Fabiola accepts the the offer. She's just like, cool, let's do it. And they hold hands. And this feels interesting because I'm thinking the same thing we talked about earlier. This is dating in the friend group, but this is also, uh, Ben's ex, you know, this is Davy's friend dating Davy's friend. So there's a lot of layers to this. And so I don't know at this point in the season what I thought was about to happen, but I was happy that they were exploring it because it's like, we want Fabiola to be happy. We clearly want Anissa to be happy. And I definitely want Anissa to get over Ben. Like I need that to happen. Yes. Time. So whatever, t- whatever that takes, I was willing to, to deal with it. And so this, this feels right for right now. Yeah. And that's, I think my toxic trait right where i i don't think you should date your friends but also what a fun story it makes and how fun is it to watch and to experience for when it's good yeah it really works when it's good it's when it's bad is the problem right but we enjoy the good times don't we listen that's the problem uh that you enjoy the good times uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then that wraps that piece up as well. And then Eleanor and Davy. Oh my God, Eleanor. Every episode is here to burst everyone's bubbles because they're excited. Eleanor's like, yes, you deserve it, queen. You know, like your aura is better already. I love it. But also I saw a lot of people making out with Alejandro. Or not making out, making eyes at Alejandro. So I just hope no one hooked up with him because he's ultra phlegmy and had a huge cold. Ugh, so nasty you know i just blah. again you can't just be okay it happens sometimes you kiss a rando it happens 
But dear God, you have to you have to think about moments like this. People be having cold, people be having cold sores, the flu, mono, the 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 worst things, herpes, things of that nature, you know. And it's like listen, and not to admonish those people, because those are things that happen to people. It's these are natural things that happen when you, you know, don't use protection or take the necessary precautions and you're not aware of who you're kissing on all the time and just things happen, right? But if you don't want those things to happen to you, you got to be more selective. You cannot just let the lights dim and see the first person with the guitar and just start kissing on them. You cannot just find the first British woman with an accent and just start kissing on her. This is how things happen. And we pass things around. So if you're listening to this, don't do that. It happens sometimes, but don't make a practice of it. It just don't kiss. Just stop. When yeah, stop strangers. kissing. Kissing is nasty in general. Just stop that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. We can Not be anti- saying this. Ah, we can be, we can be anti-kissing podcast, right? For at least the end of this episode. Not this. And it couldn't be me. <laughs> oh, my God. No. But yeah, it's just what an L to take. Here's where, I guess, spoiler alert for in the next podcast, for the next episode, but like nothing comes of this. So yeah. I don't know why they had to bring this up. It it just had to show you the realistic part of the kissing, right? It's all fun and games until you until you kiss somebody with a with a cold and then you're not you do you're sick. Because if the next episode started with Davy being sick and everybody trying to figure out how her and Alejandro had the same sickness, I I'd have fell out. You know that wouldn't. I don't need that in my life because now Davy is a person who bangs on the lips. You know, at least so, she doesn't bite on the lips. At least she doesn't bite on the tongue. Well, yeah, tongue, sorry, lips. Yeah. 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 Tongue, yeah. Yeah. Different. Tongue, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And then we finally get our big our big talk, I feel. Which I, I wanted more, but anyway, it's fine. Because they both just were like, hey, we both kissed someone, yay. And they're both sounding so jealous about it, Chappelle. And they just can't get it together. Yeah, Davy and Ben are just like they've gone this whole episode basically trying to I don't want to say one up each other, but in a way, right? Like they that's just their relationship. Yeah, that's what they do. And so this episode was Ben trying to seem like he was so cool that he can make out with people. Davy trying to be cool enough to make out with people. And now that they've actually made out with people, they're kind of just like, so we did it. Now what? And yeah, it's very clear that they're jealous. You know, John McEnroe calls it right out. You know, um, it's drama. And they like that. You know, I think Davey and Ben both appreciate each other. But, you know, it's very clear that if they had their choice, if all things were perfect, they would be kissing each other. And they wouldn't have to act like this. But they're not that adult. These are not mature people. This is Davey and Ben. don't even. would yeah. never admit, right? After all this that they've been through, no way I would. You would never catch me admitting that I yeah. still wanted it. Uh-uh. Yeah. Absolutely it, not. Deal breaker. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, they, they separate. It's awkward. But at least they're happy to, for each other or pretending to be by the end of the episode. Sure. Yeah. Listen, Ben said, don't date your friends. So I guess Ben is really trying to stick to it. There you go. I mean, again, Davy did play Ben. So for Ben, you know, stand up, brother. You ain't got to go back. You ain't got to. Hold your ground. But she's a make great her... girl. So why yeah, not go but back? Make, make, her, make her win you. You the prize, Ben. She, uh, she fumbled you, not the other way around. <laughs> Listen, I 
at the end of the day, Davey's still the biggest gift of this all. So, and is. we know that. Team Davey, from beginning to the end, we ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> we ride at dawn for Davey. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. But that's, that's the end of the episode. Because we also have Kamala, who is stressed about her apartment. But Nalini and her have a really beautiful conversation about um, exploring her relationship with Manish and being okay with questioning uh, and knowing that her Nalini and Mohan also had a really horrible apartment. So Kamala is brilliant and we'll figure it out and she'll always have home to come to, to for some nice dinner and to get away from the horror movie, Kids Orphanage. That yep. is Pinewood. <laughs> yeah, and she's going over there tonight because uh, the kids were going to drink in the hot tub and they were going to drink beer. and One beer. Just- that's just not that's just not our style. Not not in this family. So Kamala's going home. But yeah, you're right, Sasha. That's it. That's the episode. What you think? So good. This was this was a great episode on the second watch. I feel like it really sets us up for the rest of the season. And I'm I'm just so excited that we're back. <laughs> we're talking about it and I'm I'm excited for our characters. I feel like we're finally making some moves. Yeah, we're past the halfway point at this point so we'll we'll be wrapping up these last few we're gonna try to get the episodes out faster like i said we took a little break we ghosted y'all a little bit but we back we came crawling back because we couldn't leave our never have our ever uh toxic the toxic family that we are here we couldn't leave y'all hanging uh so yeah i can't wait to talk about the next episode because i just watched it uh, a few hours ago just to kind of refresh my memory and i really like it yeah (laughs) with the meat sticks can't wait (laughs) yes oh before we leave make sure all of you are leaving us five-star reviews on our feed we're on never have i ever by silent podcast we have our own feed on apple and spotify so make sure you do that make sure you leave us uh any feedback if not on our ratings or reviews or our twitters then make sure you leave it in the email that's in the show notes as well and with that chappelle if they didn't already know where could they find you follow me on twitter at chappelle's underscore show where i'll be tweeting out the links to all the podcasts that i'm doing Talking about The Walking Dead on Post Show Recaps. Talking about Abbott Elementary with Gia Worthy on Post Show Recaps. Yay! Yeah, good times. Talking about um, Netflix shows on Nothing But Netflix on the Rob Has a Podcast Network. I'll be guesting on the BoJack Horse Pod pretty soon for the patron-only feed. Um, and I think that's it right now. I was just on the Survivor uh, feedback show. If you're a fan of Survivor and you listen to Rob Has a Podcast, you can find me over there. Um, but that's about it. What about you, Sasha? You can find me weekly on Mess Magnets, which is the Rob has a podcast, Mess Feed, where Kristen McKinnis and I are talking everything celebrity vibes mess over there. And I'm talking She-Hulk with Jason Reed over on Everything is Super uh, on at Post Show Recaps. And in addition to covering Never Have I Ever Here, I'm covering... Uh, or will be covering starting this week, The Amazing Race, episode one and two. Jason Orch and I will be back for uh, episode one and two. So check that out. That'll be out sometime this week as well. And I guessed it on Crime Scene for the Indian uh, Predator or, yeah, Butcher of Delhi. Uh, very gory, but I just feel like a great story so would recommend if you don't want to watch that on netflix at least go check out the pod 
And I was on the B&B over on Rob Has a Podcast as well, uh, where we talked the opening uh, premiere for Survivor and we played some games. So lots of fun. And if you can't keep track of any of the things I said, follow me on Twitter at funsize underscore 04, and you'll know everything else I'm up to. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.